Do you want a cash-flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom? Sunsets and palm trees on your terms. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags-to-riches real estate millionaire who started with no money or credit and quickly grew a multi-million dollar portfolio of cash-flowing apartments. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having Thank us. Thank you for having us. We're excited, excited to be here. For sure. You guys have really a unique kind of story, and this is a story that we don't get to tell very often because we just have normal people from America, but we are talking to some Canadians and different in Canada. Everybody thinks that it's the same, but it's not. Canada is a whole different country, and to do business here in the United States, it's a little unique, but I love that we talked before the show of your story and how you got to where you're at. I would love for you to share it with all the listeners because it truly is unique and amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I started in real estate probably well over 16 years ago as a licensed agent, moved on to doing, I wasn't very good at being a licensed agent, but I moved on to doing, I could always find a good business opportunity. So I started doing small fix and flips, started my general contracting company, started building single family homes and moved on to do multifamily eventually. And I realized the need that existed for investors who were involved in development projects where there was no cash flow from day one. And that's the negative of development projects. Many other issues as well here in Canada, the bureaucracy that happens with different levels of government and many unknown factors such as environmental issues and what have you. So development is a bit difficult. It's definitely glamorized when you talk about a big developer, but it's much better when you can invest in a cash flowing project, an asset from day one. So I was in the pursuit of finding such thing, but it doesn't exist here in Canada. An asset that cash flows from day one on a 70-30 LTV because of the rent to value ratios are so different here in Canada than in the US. So a couple of years ago, connected with someone in the US, actually a guy named Dan Hanford, who is putting out the blueprint in this concept of apartment syndication, (laughs) fell in love with the concept right from day one, just about fell off my seat when I saw these guys are buying already built assets, don't have to go through all the headache and planning and rezoning and public hearings that we have to go through for development projects in the US, the same thing, I believe, where they're buying already built assets, They're doing some small renovations to them that the property manager in most cases was doing, not themselves either. And on a 70-30 LTV, even higher at times, 75, 80-20 LTV, they were able to pay their mortgage payment, taxes and fees, property manager, and pay their investors 8% prep. And still make some money on the side. And still make some money. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm a believer, went on this journey, connected with Ava two and a half, three years ago now. Yeah. And it was right around her journey is incredible as well. And she saw that need for if you like to Ava. To, uh, yeah, Ava, you're the most prettier one of the bunch for sure. So <laughs> let's hear your story. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely on the prettier part or absolutely? <laughs> Both. What are you kidding? <laughs> My journey is very interesting. I'm a small town girl, moved to the big city to sell real estate here. And I worked with a lot of investors. Sorry, I've been a realtor for over a decade. I worked with a lot of investors, worked with a lot of people. And I saw this need that people wanted to put their money into real estate. Now here in Vancouver, the prices are very high. As August was saying, even on a one bedroom condo, you're still going to be in the negative cash flow. See, that's crazy. So like for us, most of the people that are listening to this, they don't get that concept, but you guys have a real issue in the difference between the price. Once you cross that border, it goes way up like skyrocket. When that happens, things just, you can't make them cash flow in the beginning at all, right? How do you guys get through that normally? Just raise enough money, just grin and bear it for a couple of years, and then hopefully that it works out? Or do you, that just limits the number of projects you can do, right? 
I mean, for us here, so Canada is unlivable. They're highly urbanized cities like Vancouver and Toronto. The prices are very high. So appreciation is there. The game is here is appreciation. Yeah. Not in the last 10 years, but things slowed down, but I would say three years ago. But for a decade prior to that, prices went up 400%. So it's a game of appreciation, it's a game of being able to leverage and buy real estate, enjoy the appreciation. To have both of those fundamentals, cash flowing and appreciation doesn't really exist here in Canada. And you also have to have very deep pockets on this negative cash flow, right? You have to have money in your pocket and able to be part of something like that. Yeah. So when August was saying about two years ago now, when we came across this syndication process, we made it our life mission to figure out how to allow Canadians to invest in the US because there's a yeah. lot of pain points and we're going to touch on that Initially now. ourselves, we're like, hey, how can we yeah. as a group be involved in the US? Initially, we looked at being passive investors to get involved in other projects with Dan and his team. But then we're like, okay, if we want to be active, if we want to cater to our Canadian investors who we've noticed personally. And there's so many of them. Listen, I know, I'm telling you, I just know this because I live in Arizona and back in like 2009, 2010 when the market crashed, that's back when your guys' dollar was killing us. Like Canadian money was like, oh my gosh. They were coming here in droves and buying our real estate. Yeah, It was so on sale for them. They were just unimaginably like, this is it. That was when I realized how much money is actually in Canada. There's a lot of wealth up there. A lot of wealth lot up of here wealth. is the 10th largest economy in the world. It's a huge natural resources country. Two million accredited investors. Two million accredited investors. I mean, money is here. I mean, you can just look at institutional investors who are investing in the US. Look at the Canadian pension funds partnering with US-based yeah. operators. Billions of dollars. Billions of dollars is crossing the border every year, coming to Canada on the institutional side. On the retail side is where there is definitely a disconnect. But we also notice other companies who are doing the same kind of business model a company here locally, which is, I believe they're the second largest multifamily property owner in the state of Arizona. So the need was definitely there. And we said, hey, how can we make this a bit better? How can we stand out for the competition? And that's what Ava was mentioning about democratizing real estate investing, where we lowered our minimum investments. We educate our investors. This education portion is huge. In one of our shows, we brought our Canadian securities lawyer and our US securities lawyer on the same YouTube show, kind of discussing the process of how to raise capital across the border and what have you. And maybe I'll take a step back. Yes. When we started, we didn't have an asset in hand. We had to form our business structure through a web of corporations and limited partnerships and setting it up properly so that when Canadians pull their money together with us and we do buy an asset in the US, they're relieved from double taxation and a lot of other pain points. Ah, see, that's the big one, right? That's the big one. Because every time I've talked to a Canadian, they're like, hey man, I would love to do it, but if I do it, I get hit twice. Not worth it. That's what we've done here. And you figured out you've got the right team in place to solve that. And it's really about getting the right corporate structures, right? The way you guys are setting stuff up. The cost for it is super high for an individual to come and create the structure to be exactly. able to form all the limited partnerships that are needed, the corporations and the LLCs. So it doesn't make don't, sense yeah, if you for don't have one an, person. Yeah. But you guys have solved this need out there. And that's really what you're like, hey, listen, we've got this problem. And we already know that this may be the right idea because you talked about the cash flow in the beginning, the appreciation too. Like there's both here in the United States, not in Canada, but you still have a problem that you could probably solve. And that's what you guys are doing. Totally. Exactly. And exactly. then what we did was we're like, okay, we got to start educating our conservative Canadians who don't know about this. 
the U.S. and they kind of see red tape. Why should I ever go across the border into a new country and invest my money? Or they look at it as the dollar difference. Hey, the dollar is no longer at par. I don't need to invest in the U.S. But your investment is in U.S. dollars from day one. And when the asset is disposed of, your investment is in U.S. dollars. So you have to look at it as a U.S. dollar investment from day one and to the day of the exit. It's only when you take your distributions down the road that it even comes into Canada, right? Yeah. So the distributions in our case is return of capital. So there is no taxation on the distribution portion. And also at the final date when the asset is sold or refinanced or disposed of, at that time, the U.S. taxes are paid. Our Canadian investors are provided a T-5013 slip, T-5013 slip, which they take <laughs> to their Canadian accountants and they're then relieved for a dollar for dollar for every tax they paid in the U.S. through the structure we've created. So it could be done on a personal so, level, but in this larger where you have hundreds of investors, yeah. then- Ava's going to give us the quick version. I can tell. Imagine this. We start our educational platform and we start kind of getting the word out there. It's out there. A lot of people don't know about it. It's super foreign. So we started our educational platform about six months ago now. Yes. And people are like, what are these two doing? What is going on here? No, wait, that's too good to be true. So then they start watching us and learning the benefits, learning the structure we set up. And they're like, are you being serious right now? We can literally sit back, write a check give it to you guys and receive this kind of cash flow. And then in three to five years, like get a paycheck back. Something at the end. Yeah. Yeah. They are just like, it's super exciting for us. Not only this is the world of private equity, that's why large institutions invested in private equity. I mean, university endowments, pension funds, other large funds, family offices, they invest in this concept because you're holding the feet of the general partner to the fire to make sure they perform because they get a portion of the profits. Right. So on the educational level, I mean, there's a the taxation that we educate. We bring on a cross-border accountants who specialize on that. We educate our investors on this world of private equity where you could invest in real estate and be a passive investor. But you're teaching them how to play the big boy game with you, right? Yeah. Like you're competing with all the big boys, but not, right? I mean, you're just making them, hey, listen, if we all get together, we can have that same buying power and then come into the US and do something really cool that all the other companies are doing anyways, but you as a person can't do it. And the shocking part was when we spoke to a lot of our counterparts in the US, such as yourself, people who do have a syndication company, people in investment company, which they syndicate and raise private equity, we noticed that they do work with Canadian investors and the Canadian investors have gone down there, created a corporation and they're investing through that corporation. But that's an automatic for us when we see that is that that corporation will be double taxed because any kind of capital that comes back to Canada is going to be seen as dividends and is going to be double tax. So we saw already people are taking these steps and paying double tax. They're doing it. They're doing it wrong in the beginning. So you already know there's so many people doing it, right? And this business is all about know, like, and trust. So that educate, 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 learn exactly what we're up to. And now- So now the mission is to get the word out. Get the word out. Get the word out. Definitely. And this alternative investment thing and diversifying your money and making your money work for you. Yeah. Canadians are happy with a 4 or 5% annual return. The biggest so- problem we have is when we talk about 15, 20% per annum returns and a prep returns, there needs to be so much education there. And the biggest issue we have is people saying it's too good to be true. 15% per year is too good to be true. Too much money, right? So that's for the Canadian investor. Now, the great thing is we also raise from U.S. investors that, as well. The structure created allows for the U.S. investors to be involved as well. So that's cool because we looked at our CRM and one of our CRMs, there was a 60% of the opens are happening from the U.S. So do both, right? If it's working here, let's do both, right? I mean, it's really about finding capital and then deploying capital and the product 
is apartments. And like, that's what you guys are investing in, right? Exactly. Yeah. I have a very strict criteria. I keep it very black and white and I stay within my sandbox. Yeah. We buy the 100 plus institutional size, multifamily, garden style uh, apartment communities built in the 1980s. We like to go for that BC class asset has to have a value add. We force the appreciation and we sell them three to five years. Yeah. At Kahuna Investments, we partner with passive investors to create award-winning communities families love to call home. If you want to learn more about our company and our process, go to www.kahunainvestments.com and click the deal room. So that really is the mission, right? And for everybody that's listening to this, I mean, this is the syndication model. Like, here's the beauty of this. In Canada right now, I say, gosh, because like we have listeners all over and we do have a lot in Canada as well. We've got some in China too. It's really crazy. <laughs> but what I see is this, is people don't know what they don't know. And we all have money problems, right? And some people, I don't, I don't have enough money. And the other problem is I have too much money. I don't know what to do with it. I need to make it flow. I need to make it work for me. And the solution sometimes is not always black and white. And I think more and more people are wanting an alternative investment to what we've always been conditioned to getting. Is that what you guys see as well? Absolutely. 100%. A lot of communication Ava had with many doctors here in Canada, which they don't have the time to go be active investors. Yeah. This model. Absolutely. Refer- and just, I want to highlight this being a realtor for 10 years, people coming to me and having 200 grand in their bank account, but they're not able to get approved because the house prices are so high and their frustration. It was painful talking to them about it. And now saying, hey, listen, for a minimum of $10,000 or put $200,000 in, you could still invest in real estate. Hold together your money with other retail investors. You can sit back. You don't have to worry about, oh, it's COVID. Am I going to find a tenant? Get your money working for you. Like literally their money sitting in their bank account and not doing anything. Now I can go to them. And I love that. Now, so how many have you guys done so far? Like how many syndications have you been able to put together? We're somewhat of a startup and we have a long background here in Canada, but we haven't done a deal in the US yet. And this is how we've structured our company to partner with active operators in the U.S. who are our boots on the ground. Regional asset uh, managers. What we call our them. regional asset managers. So they're presenting us with deals. But we also noticed that the education part of our investors, that our database that goes into kind of educating and letting them know what our plans are is also be very beneficial because the questions we've got. So we haven't done a deal in the U.S. with this structure yet. But, but might uh, I say we submitted our first LOI on a property and we're really excited about it. It's in, it's, it's in your neck yeah, of the woods. <laughs> All right on. Yeah, and really this be. is the journey that everybody goes on, right? So you come up, you're like, oh man, okay. So I know apartments is the right choice now. I feel like I understand the cash flow front end, back end, all that stuff makes sense. And then you're like, okay, we got a real need for it in Canada right? They need an opportunity to invest. So we start working up and this is the smart part. I love what you guys are saying is it's the words yet, not yet, but it's coming. People forget how much work it takes to get it started, right? I mean, think about how much work you guys have put in this education platform that you're building, right? Because that's what you're building is a platform because you're not just trying to go like, I'm just trying to raise a little money. You want to raise a lot of money forever. Exactly. And we were very conservative for the first deal CPI was going to do because of so many of our investors, this is going to be their first investment with us. So we were- You've got to win on the first Yeah, we got to win. So that's why it was kind of came to a point where this great opportunity came to us. We feel very strongly about the deal, about the area, about, and we felt confident enough to present it to our investors. And it hasn't gone through the full compliance process as far as the exemption we're going to be using on Canada and the U.S., but the LOI has been sent out and we're excited to present a, a deal to our investors. Yeah. So that's the best part is after you warmed them up and you'd everybody kind of raised their hand, I'm interested, I'm interested. The next phase is all about bringing that thing to fruition, right? 
It's such a rewarding phase, by the way. And then to do it from a different country, we'll call it, even though your neighbor's right next door, but still, it's, there's a line there, right? Essentially an international investor coming to the U.S. That's a nice sounding word. That sounds cool. <laughs> but I mean, that takes a lot of guts too. Talk about what you guys are doing. It takes a lot of guts and a lot of courage, I think, to say, here's the way. Here's the absolute way that we can build wealth and then take care of our fellow countrymen right? And do it in a way that everybody wins. Yes. And just to put our money where our mouth is, is that I've been a licensed builder here in Vancouver for last 10 years. And for me to around a year ago to completely put my business aside here in in Vancouver and focus on CPI capital and same thing for Ava for her and that difficult decision to transition from being an agent to full-time on CPI. We found our calling in life and we're excited about it. I'm making it my life mission. Yeah. In no way this is a part-time where we're doing something. (laughs) No, I can tell that's the best part, right? You can hear it in your voice, (laughs) right? Is that excitement of the journey and knowing that this is the end game. Like we're playing not with the small greenhouses if we're playing Monopoly. I don't know if you guys play that in Canada or not. <laughs> we play Monopoly, sure. Okay, yes. <laughs> but we want to buy the red houses, right? Yeah. We want to buy the big hotels or the apartment buildings. Right. And when you start learning about really kind of understand the power of those bigger assets and that bigger money and playing that Wall Street game, effectively that's what you're doing and you're giving as a way to transition so many normal Canadians and Americans and showing them the value that they can earn money, you can build wealth, and you can do it very stably and a lot more steady than the risk play of, hey, let's go build a big development in Canada and sink in a bunch of money and hopefully we got enough money to hold out until appreciation comes. Exactly. Exactly. Even on the active investor side, my advice would be if you're looking to become a syndicator, even here in Canada, I would strongly suggest that you become a passive investor in a deal and learn the process, see the good and the bad and see how you were taken care of by the operator you work with. And then concurrently, you could also become an active investor, but the advice is to start investing passively to understand the process. So I got a couple of questions. I just want to talk about like kind of a little more nitty gritty of a little bit about how you go and find your people. So Ava, you said, I heard like you go out and find, or talking to doctors. Now, how did that come about? And like, how did you target that? Or like, give me some nuggets that you're doing specifically in your targeting and your marketing to go find the right people. Of course, we are a big believer of LinkedIn. Yes. We definitely have done a lot of our LinkedIn. We're starting, don't have Facebook currently. We don't have Instagram, but we're starting to kind of getting involved in those platforms. We're a huge believer in LinkedIn. And you can actually target certain people on LinkedIn. And what we've noticed yes. is that posting on different groups and stuff like that, it was getting us a lot of attention. Yeah. The impetus for connecting with doctors came from the calls that were coming in from doctors. And when we started doing the research on it, we noticed that, hey, these are people who need to be focused on their craft because it involves people's life and death in most cases, right? So it's important yeah. for them to be focused on what they do and then passively invest in real estate. Also here in Canada, in most provinces, doctors are seen as government employees. So every single doctor's income is gets published every year. And there's like a PDF on every single doctor and how much they've made. I'll let you guess. What do you think is the highest earning doctor? I want to say a couple million. No, I mean, not the amount, but what type of doctor would you say is? Oh, a surgeon, someone that does surgery. I would say brain surgeon. Okay. Or cancer. 
but maybe plastic. I don't know. Plastic surgeons are private. So you won't be able to see their income on this PDF that gets sent out. But so they make more. But on this form that we saw is ophthalmologists. So these are eye surgeons. Yeah. Eye surgeons make the most money. And it was an average like 3 million. That's Canadian. But the money is there. The need is there for us to be that financial stewards for doctors. And we had a, a couple of doctors speak on our show as well, which they literally one of them quit being a doctor and focus on, on real estate. So it was amazing to see that progression as well. I belong to some dentist groups, right? So I've got some local, not here in Phoenix, but there's some mastermind groups that are dentist groups that they teach other dentists how to better dentistry, but also how to invest in different types of real estate, right? Because kind of like the optometrists. Ophthalmologists. Ophthalmologists. Yes. Yeah. Ophthalmologists. Yeah. The ones that are doing surgery. Yes. But here in America, dentists, like there's a lot of dentists that make decent money. And it's like, wow, especially if they own a couple of practices, right? If they're business owners. So I think there's a need regardless. There's so many people out there that have money that probably didn't realize how many there are out there that are really looking for solutions. In the LinkedIn stuff, you're saying you're going to different groups finding the right kind of groups to be in and you're just getting involved. Is that what I'm hearing, Ava? There's so many different things we're doing. So we're strongly on LinkedIn. So Ava has her account. I have my account. CPI Capital has his accounts. We have our weekly webinars, which gets hosted on LinkedIn. We also we constantly are, are doing educational posts and we're constantly posts. Uh, posting about our CPI Academy where we bring on experts. And we find that a lot of people that are reaching out to me are these professionals, lawyers, doctors. You're just putting out the bait, the lead magnets, right? Exactly. Yeah. That are what they want they're looking for solving some loose solutions that they're looking to hear exactly and then they start unlearning about your guys's process on the creative side we also the tricks of the trade is in certain keywords there are certain group meetings that had take place for example like a mortgage group that has an event on linkedin if you click on attending that event it allows you to see all the attendees. If there are people attending to an event to get educated, then you can try to connect with them and create a dialogue with that group of people. Yeah, it's just really the sub stuff of just talking to people in the different chat groups and what's going on. And so I've got a couple of friends that they hire VAs to do this. They go in their accounts and they go and just start listening and making comments and exactly. saying, oh, wow, that's great. Have you ever thought about this? Or And there's, a lot of times they do it on their own accounts, not your personals. And then they recommend third party like, Hey, because it's like always stronger yes. to come from somebody else that's not you, recommending you. Are you ready for retirement? The majority of Americans are not. Failing Social Security and dated financial planning practices put strains on many retirees' finances. 46% of Americans admit they are not taking steps to prepare for the likelihood they outlive their retirement savings. Luckily, it's not too late. Diversify your portfolio. At Kahuna Investments, we partner with passive investors to create award-winning communities families love to call home. To learn more about our company and our process, go to www.kahunainvestments.com and click the deal room. For us, any kind of direct engagement, it is me or Ava making that engagement. But as far as connection requests, as far as our posts that are being done, we also do snippets of our YouTube videos. As far as posting and kind of the mundane tasks, yeah. contracted out. But as far as any kind of direct engagement, so if you get a message on LinkedIn and it's a specific message that came from us other than just a connection message. Yeah. But another platform that we've noticed, not sure if you're oh, on. Yes, there. here we go. Yeah. August is real excited about this one. Yeah. So get ready. Clubhouse. <laughs> are you on Clubhouse by any chance? I am. I see all my buddies. He's doing it like really amazingly well. I have not yet. I want to. Sometimes I'm like, dude, 
I don't know how these guys do it. They're on Clubhouse 24-7. I know. I'm with there, you. There's a I'm few different you. ways, though. Like, I'm learning a lot just from being on You're there. I'm enjoying yeah. on there. But also... You just want to get on the panel. You want to be on the cool kids side, <laughs> Exactly, right? right? They got to right. bring you up. They got to let you That's in. That's this uh, guy. That's been like, how <laughs> yeah. are you talking on there? It makes it a bit easier because I am somewhat of a niche market or niche. I'm not sure. But we service Canadian LPs to invest in U.S. real estate. I mean, somewhat of a niche market. So they bring you up all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's cool. But Clubhouse also events. So we have our weekly webinars, which are live, but also are posted on our YouTube and on LinkedIn. We have it also live on Clubhouse. So that's pretty cool. But I will connect with you on Clubhouse. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll look for your deal. If I get a ping, man. I'm coming on. I got to say, there are some, <laughs> I mean, we have met some incredible people. In the- hey, I was on one the other day with who co-wrote Rich Dad Poor Dad. Gosh, dang it. I can't We're all having here. a blanker. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, there was just some major big authors. Robert Kiyosaki. It was Robert, but it was also co-authored by the girl that really wrote it, right? Robert just kind of signed <laughs> it and said, yes. <laughs> That's what happened. She did all the work. I can't think of her name right now. But anyways, I totally agree. That Clubhouse thing, I don't quite understand it yet, but I know that I've seen, and what I've seen on some rooms where there's like 600 people deep in that thing. Yeah. And... There's a lots of like stuff, good communication going on, and it's really cool. So if you could be on the cool kids section and part of the bringing up in that little spot, dude, you get lots of playtime. Yeah. So I've not done it enough. Everybody keeps asking me to do it. And I keep, I'm like, dude, I'm busy. Yeah. But the truth is, sometimes I say no more than I say yes, right? Yes. But I got to learn to be because, like, if I don't, things are going to move, and and I'll be left wondering what happened. That's the thing. There are fraternities out there and it belonged to people who went to a certain university or were part of a certain club. But now with Twitter and Clubhouse, these items are being democratized where anybody, doesn't matter what level they're in, they can have a conversation with great minds in their industry and kind of connecting the two. So for example, I'm not sure if you're familiar with tokenization of real estate investing where it gets pretty technical, but our products are featured on Token Funder, which is our exempt market dealer, but who also tokenizes our investments and allows for the limited partnership shares to be traded, tokenized and then traded on a secondary market. So it's pretty cool stuff happening. And being on these rooms is what educates you. So you might be a real estate guy. Like for example, I was a construction guy. I wasn't really focused on the investment side of it. I was raising money without even knowing I was raising money, but it was more through my inner circle. When I got involved in the world of private equity, there was a lot of education that needed to be done. When I got involved in Canadians investing in the US, a lot of education. And now when it comes to the technology side of real estate investing, again, platforms like Clubhouse and Twitter actually helps with that education because there's- Keeping you on the edge, There's not right? a course you could take. There's not a college course or an online it's course. It's too new. Yeah. No one's got brought it up yet, right? It's not easy to keep up with, but- I kind of Forcer to get on. Hey, listen. I'm standing right here. Why are you up and I'm talking to all these people, and I'm literally having. That's my biggest thing. That's my only hangup. I'm just like, dude, do I go? Do I answer this thing when I'm like truly ready and got my headphones in? Because I'm like, actually, you're not supposed to use headphones on Clubhouse. You're supposed to use just speakerphone. That's what they've actually designed the app for it to work best when it's not on headphones. But see, there you go. And to add to your question, there, I'm the same as you. I'm like, hey, I got to be totally in focus. But no, I think the way to do it is to literally like when you're walking, going for a walk. Yeah, just going like, hey, let's check in, see what's going on, bring me up, chat with people when you're literally making lunch, check in, chat with people. It's you don't have to be totally, but just let it roll. And you'd be surprised. Are you guys creating your own rooms? I think creating a rooms, anyone can do it. I think is creating the club. So we have applied to have our own club. 
Okay, so the club's the way to do it. All of our future events are been set up in certain rooms. And then once in a while, I create a room and I ping a few of friends and I bring someone on and we have a chat. So I'm still learning as well when it comes to Clubhouse. I mean, I just got in there two weeks ago. So we'll ping you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've been doing it for, I got three weeks, right? I keep getting alert. I turn on my notifications. That's as far as I got. Yes. And I'm getting a lot of those. So yeah. this has been a great hey, little discussion. It's so fun. Because Clubhouse is new, man. Sure. <laughs> literally on the edge where people are just like, I just got on it last week. And they're like, welcome to the club, man. (laughs) Honestly, I've seen some discussions that you would not normally be part of. If you get to get in the right groups and then all of a sudden you're having great conversations about stuff and investing and syndication and uh, apartments and all that jazz, man, it really is kind of cool to see what happens, right? Also being like advertising our business to many other groups out there that, hey, you could invest in real estate without actually being actively involved. And there was a lot of Canadians on there. I've heard talking saying, hey, can somebody give me advice on how I can do it and we're like we're your peoples <laughs> yeah you said yeah <laughs> I had to get it in there man I've been looking for that opportunity the whole time on this podcast to do my Canadian impression yeah eh yeah, yeah. Eh? <laughs> for sure eh but hey it's been great man yeah. I really enjoyed this do you have any other questions for us well I just got one I got a couple things before I let you sign off right so First of all, if you were to give any advice to anybody new coming into the syndication space, what would you tell them? I think for me, it would always be when it comes to ask, don't be afraid to ask. I don't know what it is, but, and this doesn't go with only people who are starting out. This could be also sophisticated people. So some reason people are afraid of to ask a certain question that they might come across as not intelligent enough or not sophisticated enough. There's nothing wrong with asking. If this is an operator you're looking to do business with, if this is somebody looking to do a joint venture partnership with, if this is a platform you're on, like on Clubhouse and you're kind of been put to the spot. Don't be afraid of asking. No question is dumb. Go ahead and ask. So that would be my advice is ask, learn. Incredible advice would be partner up with somebody who's seasoned and nothing will fall through the cracks and it'll go, you can learn from somebody who is successful at what they're doing already. Great. Both of you, that's great nuggets. And lastly, any books that you've been reading lately that has like Peter interest or made you say, hmm, something you'd want to share with anybody. The book you're reading right now. <laughs> Joe Fairless. <laughs> what was the best ever apartment? The best ever apartment syndication. That's a good one. Rock you on. know, it's funny. When you think you know it all, you definitely don't. It's literally learning for the rest of your life. And there's some really good, great golden nuggets in there. Especially when it comes to that apartment syndication realm of content. Yes. Absolutely. So that's and, the one I'm uh, currently book that I'm currently with. reading. Let's see. Let's see. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I jump around between a lot of so books, much. but the one that I was recently Checklist reading. Manifesto. Yeah, let's do that one. I guess let's that's do a good that one. one. That's a good uh, one. Checklist Manifesto is written by a surgeon who was in the operating room for many years. And he came up with this concept of checklist manifesto where there needs to be checklists and plan in place. I'm huge on systems. Sorry. Yes, exactly. So this no. checklist manifesto book. And systems are what's going to make success and take it to another level. Yeah. And for us in business, we always want to be the best at what we do. But we got to keep in mind that there were people who were involved in, for example, war or surgery room. There are these things that literally involves life and death of many people. So they must have been putting some good systems in place. Let's follow the systems, militarized systems. So those systems can be incorporated into business and be used. So the checklist manifesto was my kind of plug right now. (laughs) Oh, that is so awesome. Thank you so much for having you guys on this podcast. Listen, if people want to learn about your education or just how to get a hold of you, where do they find you guys at? They can find us on YouTube, Canadian Passive Investing. Check us out on there. Or, or LinkedIn. They LinkedIn. can get, get in touch. August Biniaz on LinkedIn. And Ava Benasaki. On LinkedIn. Get in touch with us. 
We're the Canadian syndicators. Not that hard to find, but yeah, that's us. Awesome. Listen, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show, giving us some great insight. Listen, I love your guys' journey. I love what you're doing. You're taking it to the next level. I see so much success in your guys' future. It's just going to rain down. I already know this. And for everybody listening right now, here's a great example of someone that is an international investor. They have made the choice that, and listen, I think it's a little bit harder for them than it was if you're listening here locally in the US, but it starts with belief. And they took it and said, I believe that this is the right thing. And then they took action. Guys, I don't care what you say. If you believe it, you can achieve it. And your paradise is absolutely possible.